This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It's our Monday, January 27th, 2020 edition of Invest Talk, and uh, I come to you today with uh, a little bit different of a tone, a little somber tone compared to usual. Um, I think everybody heard the, the tragic news uh, yesterday of uh, the helicopter crash here in Southern California that uh, was tragic for you know, uh, a number of families, um, and we all know there was one member of, uh, the helicopter that I think hits home for a lot of other people. Um, and I know myself, uh, I grew up, basketball was my love, my sport, you know, um, played it through high school, a little bit in college and been playing it ever since and you know it's the sport that that I love um I've been a Lakers season ticket holder for 13 years um and I I I frankly can hardly remember basketball before Kobe um you know he was about six years older than me but he embodied a spirit that I don't think we really reflected on well enough until the last couple of days. Uh, and, you know, I, here we talk a lot about investing and money and you know, how to become financially secure. Uh, and the name of the show is Invest Talk. Uh, however, we seldom talk enough, I think, about what you need to get to the investing stage of your life uh, and to make the most of it. And to make the most of it, you have to invest in yourself, number one. And that's what Kobe did. He invested in, in himself every single day. He believed in himself. And in doing so, not only did he build an incredible life for himself and his family, but he impacted so many throughout the NBA, throughout the sports world, just throughout the world in general to show, you know, what Mamba mentality was, which was having an insane focus on your goals and your dreams and working every day to achieve it and seeing every day as an opportunity to take that next step. You know, we talk here on Invest Talk about how we want to help you make or take that next step in your financial freedom journey, right? But that doesn't happen unless you've taken your own steps in your own career, in your own goals, in your own endeavors. 
building a life for yourself and your family isn't made by making the right investment, by buying the right stock. It's about building up the skills and being competitive in whatever field you're in, trying to be the best that you can be. And for the vast majority, that may not be the best in your field, but if it's the best you could possibly get out of yourself, that's still going to be great for you and your family. And that's the ultimate foundation for building financial freedom. And so while we give you, hopefully, the foundation of investing principles, money principles. Kobe was one that imparted a lot of wisdom on everybody around him. And you can see that with the outpouring of love and affection and how hurt so many people are by this, including myself. that he taught the foundation of what it was like to give it your all, to step up in the face of adversity. You know, in his case, adversity often was being down by 20 points entering the fourth quarter in Game 7 of the West Conference Finals and coming back and rallying back, rallying the troops Hitting game winners. And you can do that yourself in your own life. Whatever it is, whatever comes your way, it's not about what's affecting you, it's how you react to it. I think that's the best uh, advice I've ever heard is always... It's not about what happens to you. It's about how you react to it. And Kobe looked forward to that challenge every time. And we all have various challenges, whether that's in business, our careers, family, friends, investing, money-related Often those times where there's the most stress, the most at stake, that's where you can really step up and learn and take that next step in your skills. And that's what Kobe did. You know, every offseason he came back with a new move, prove his game. They talk about that all the time. And, you know, he didn't rest on being the greatest in the league. Just like you shouldn't rest on, you know, okay, you, you reach that next goal, whatever that was. Maybe you got that promotion. Maybe you moved to a different company and you feel happier and more secure. But the job is never done. And he, he had that message as well. That, okay, I did one thing. That was great. But it's all about the journey, not the destination. So, I hope you all take something from this tragic loss 
from all of us because he had so much more to give, you know, so many more generations to impart his wisdom. You know, he came to the league as a, as a, as a young kid, 17 years old, and grew as a man. And, you know, I was lucky to meet him one time. I have uh, one of my best friends is, is, is friends with him. And it's tragic because he really, especially over the last, you know, five, ten years, has given so much back. And I feel like he had so much more to give. He had Hall of Fame speech to give, uh, statue dedication speech to give outside of Staples Center. And now we're not going to see that. But we can take what we have from him, his words of wisdom, and drive our own lives, drive our own ability to take that next step and rise to the challenge. So I challenge you all to rise to whatever challenges face you, both today and in the future, in the same way that it's an opportunity to take the next step for you and your family. I'm Justin Klein. I hope you will call me in this hour. And together we will try to take that next step. We'll do it together. Just like Kobe would say, we do it together. It's a family. It's a brotherhood. So I urge you to give me a call live, 4 to 5 Pacific time, 888 chart And, you know, Steve is in New York City right now trying to help someone else take that next step. He's doing no-cost portfolio view consultations in New York tomorrow and Wednesday. So if you want to sit down with him, you can do that. I think he has one or two slots left over those next couple days. You can register now at investtalk.com. Now, my main talk of talking point, even though I guess Kobe for me definitely is my main talking point today, but we're going to discuss by age group how much money each American is saved for retirement. You know, where, where do you stand? And maybe this is that next challenge to get into the upper echelon of your age group of how much is being saved, has, has saved for retirement. So we're going to touch on that. Also, I want to talk about Kobe's transition to business, which is pretty rare for any athlete. But he did some big things over just a short period of time. And just showed his mom mentality, focused drive to achieve whatever goals he set out for himself. So we'll touch on that. And then lastly, the Fed is contemplating capping yields for the first time since the 40s. So we're going to talk about what that potentially could mean during the next recession. Now let's check on the market today. It was a down day. Bounced back off the lows from the morning, but then closed near the lows on the back of spread of the coronavirus, which, from my understanding, what this this is more contagious than previous viruses like SARS and pandemics that we've seen over the past 20, 30 years or so, but it's less deadly, which is a good thing. It means uh, it's, this, I think this outbreak is going to... S- sustain for a little while until they get a handle on it because apparently you can transmit it now without 
being sick or seeing symptoms at least. And that's an issue different than SARS and some of the previous ones, but very low percentage are actually dying from this if they do contract it. So that's the positive outlook. So, uh, certainly this could impact markets, economies, uh, and it has over the past few days. And now if you look at the NYSE, the all world index, Equities are down for the year. SP slightly up, I think. Same with NASDAQ and the Russell. But overall, equities are down now for the year, which is pretty interesting and just shows how quickly you can go from solid gains, uptrend, to what looks like now the start of some sort of correction. So those things are on my mind. Obviously, Kobe is top of my mind. Uh, they postponed the game yet tomorrow, uh, which I think makes sense. Uh, and I'm actually going to the game on Friday, which I'd already planned, but just happened that way. So that'll be that'll be interesting. Um, but whatever's on your mind, don't hesitate to reach out. Give me a call. 888-99-CHART is how you get through and ask your question on today's show. So let's touch quickly on our our main talking point, I guess, and that's by age bracket. How much money have has the average American saved? Okay. Now in total, about thirty two percent have saved about less than fifty thousand. Fourteen between fifty and nine and a hundred. Thirty three, a hundred to fifty five hundred thousand, and eleven percent five hundred to a million, and only ten percent have saved over a million. Okay. But obviously, the older you are, the higher chance of saving more money, just natural over time. But what's interesting is even the eldest, 70 to 79 years old, only 12% have over a million dollars. And only 19% have over $500,000. You probably need over $500,000 to retire comfortably, to achieve financial freedom. So the fact that only... uh, call it 31% of those in their retirement years, 70 plus, have saved over a million dollars is pretty worrisome. And those 40 to 49, 41% have saved less than $50,000. Now what can you do to improve your chances? Well, you can put your money to work today. So get that money put to work. Now it doesn't necessarily have to be in stocks, but earning interest, earning something. Don't just sit in cash, okay? Number two, automate your contributions. I talk about this all the time, going back to the beginning of the show. It's about saving more than anything. So if you can automate your saving, that will give you an exponentially higher chance of success. And then lastly, increase your income. Work on yourself. Have that mom of mentality. Now you're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Justin Klein. We present this program. With five new shows each week, Monday through Friday, in the 4 o'clock Pacific Time hour. Don't hesitate to reach out and give us a call. I'm taking your questions live at 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk. Justin Klein is here today, and Steve Peasley is on his way to New York City to meet with registered listeners who decided to take advantage of Steve's offer to receive a no-cost 
and no obligation portfolio consultation. It's all about financial freedom. The conversation continues now, and your questions are welcome. Call Justin, 888-99-CHART. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. We have about 30 minutes left in the show, so I urge you to get your call in right now. Now, the fallout from the spreading coronavirus continues, and there's now 17 Chinese cities in lockdown and a total of about 35 million people now. Remember, China has, uh, what, a billion seven, something like that? Uh, so it's only a, a small percentage of their population, but travel to destinations within China are now down as much as 67%. And you know, the economic impacts could be widespread if this continues. And the reason is because Wuhan, which is kind of the center of this outbreak, is part of the global supply chain, an important supply chain network uh, in China. And you know now there are confirmed 12 countries that have cases of coronavirus, including five here in the United States, but 81 people dead and you know, thousands, a few thousand have been infected. Uh, just shows you that's still a low percentage that pass away from this. Okay. So the center of, of disease control sees this resulting in less travel, especially jet travel. Oil prices are down because of that less travel, right? And, Stocks are getting hit. Certain sectors are getting hit more. What's interesting is semiconductors. Semiconductors are getting, uh, was the worst performing sector today, uh, which is, I said it before, kind of the backbone of our global economy in many ways today with so many goods being produced with chips in them. You know, even cars, almost anything you buy today has some sort of chip. Now, if the Chinese economy slows overall, how much will that cut into global growth is the big question. Now, the U.S. economy this year is expected to grow you know, 2% or so. The Chinese economy, 5-6%. Now, scientists are about one year away from a coronavirus vaccine, so this could take a while. The biggest beneficiary is Meridian Biosciences, the company developing a vaccine for the coronavirus. So some industries are going to get hurt. Some industries are going to get helped, clearly. But the big question is how long will this drag out? And I think it actually will drag out for longer, but it won't be as deadly, like I said. Let's go to Brian in Redwood City looking at COG. Yeah, hi, Justin. How are you? I'm doing all right. You're looking at uh, Cabot Oil and Gas, correct? I am. It looks it's beat up like all the oil companies and MLPs, but it looks like it has a, a bright future, and I wanted to get your take on uh, the next three to five years. Well, this is Cabot Oil and Gas for everybody out there. They're engaged in the exploration and production of oil and gas in Pennsylvania, South Texas, and the Texas Panhandle. I would really be interested to see what their breakdown of oil and gas is. 
gases, gas prices, natural gas prices are are getting hit pretty dramatically uh, in relation to to oil, which is down, but not nearly as much as as natural gas. Uh, this is about a little less than six billion dollar market cap. They have pretty minimal debt, uh, billion two ish in debt, which is not a crazy amount. Their dividend two point seven percent looks sustainable, um, even though cash flows are struggling a little bit. I do think it looks uh, relatively cheap, um, but the market is is hitting this a lot harder than I think most in the sector, which is pretty interesting. And we're now at the lowest level since two thousand and thirteen. And we're right at support. So, you know, from a, a risk reward perspective, if you had, say, a 5% out on this name, that would be a nice risk reward because I do think this, if oil prices can have some sort of, of bounce here, this could get back up into the mid 20s uh, pretty easily. Now we're at 1442 a share. Uh, but with any oil name right now, it's certainly high risk. And that's what worries me. Uh, the most, so you have to be aware of that. This is high risk. If oil gets back down to thirty dollars a barrel, uh, they'll they'll continue to struggle, and those cash flows, which are currently positive, will turn probably decidedly negative. So um, that's what worries me the most. And earnings are expected to fall thirty seven percent this year, but clearly some of that's priced in. Uh, how much oil do you have in your portfolio, Brian? Uh, not a lot. I've I've held off just because they've been getting beat up, but. It comes to a point where you think maybe it's it's overdone and people are just uh, not looking at things rationally. Yeah, definitely. And you've seen increased uh, increased volume over the last uh, couple of weeks, which typically can can mean you know capitulation in this in that that particular area. Uh, and Cabot is one of those, and it does have a history of fairly good performance. So I, I do think it is cheap at these levels, but it is still a very high-risk name because of that exposure to the natural gas space. But I do think it is a good value. You just have to be willing to take the volatility. On the next Invest Talk, 12 deadly sins to avoid when saving for retirement. To improve your investment results, you should eliminate serious financial transgressions like neglect, negligence and imprudence. That story tomorrow. I'm Justin Klein. I'm ready to take your questions at 888-99-CHART. From sunrise to sunset. Have a question about gold and silver. From dusk till dawn. So I'm wondering what y'all think. The questions keep coming. I have a question about symbol STLD. From down the street, around the corner, and across the country. Hello, uh, Steve Justin uh, Milani here from Bay Area. This is Curtis from Alabama. Hi, Steve. This is Gary from Massachusetts. Invest Talk listeners have one objective financial freedom your opinion on costco how they get there and when they get there is up to them i have started investing but steve peasley and justin klein can help improve their strategy with unbiased investing guidance i really enjoy the podcast i think i'm finally starting to understand uh, the language and, and what to look for thank you very much listen live or download the podcast investtalk.com This is Invest Talk. We're in a new year and the markets have already shown some volatility, but you can remain calm. Justin Klein is here 
ready to answer your questions and provide his unbiased investing guidance. The phone lines are open, so call now, 888-99-CHART. What's going on, guys? This is Jay Clark calling from Chicagoland. I have a question on financial theory, if you will. I'm talking IMF, World Bank, you know, Federal Reserve and the creation of money, inflation, et cetera. You know, what do these things amount to with money just simply being created out of nothing? I'm one to believe that eventually this whole thing could just collapse, you know, especially the U.S. dollar and, you know, how we've fabricated this insurmountable thing that we call money. Where, where is this headed? Is this a financial doom that it will eventually lead to things such as Bitcoin and gold being ultimately the real world currencies, you know, just like to hear your thoughts on that. What seems to be an inevitable doom. Appreciate the answer, man. Hopefully I can make it on the show. Thanks for what you guys are doing. All right. Great question because, uh, you know, we are in unprecedented times in, in many ways with, uh, money creation by central banks globally, you know, fiat monetary system. Uh, and, and this isn't the first time we've had a fiat monetary system, and, you know, every time they, you know, they turn to printing money, uh, because that's just politically expedient to be, to be frank. It's hard to go through, uh, deflation. It's hard to go through asset price declines, uh, and it creates pressure on politicians. And the easiest way for, uh, the powers that be to keep the status quo is to, keep constituents feeling like they're getting wealthier and wealthier. And you can do that, at least uh, in the short to medium term, by just creating money out of, out of thin air. But that ultimately does create problems. And we've seen that with um, right the, the, the housing bu- bubble just uh, you know, 10, 11 years ago. And the problems that created, that was, while that wasn't QE, creating money, it was overly loose monetary policy and you know we're in that kind of environment again and they're they, they don't really have a way out of it uh, and you're seeing that now um you know they're enabling government spending kind of until infinity um but ultimately that will create uh, problems uh politically other problems politically and i think that's where the uh, the release valve is and Trump is an example of this, right? The bailout of banks and, um, you know, people just don't trust politicians because of what they've seen. Uh, and Trump is a symptom of that, right? A, a lot of people want to believe Trump is the cause of some sort of problem. But no, Trump is the symptom of a problem. Just like, you know, there, there's increasing odds that Bernie Sanders is going to get the nomination. He's... Uh, clearly, he's a populist, just like Trump at least espoused to be. I, I could argue that his policies are not nearly as uh, populist as he touted them to be when he was getting elected, but he was elected as a populist, just like Bernie's following is because of populism. That is nation uh, worldwide, excuse me, not just here in the United States. Uh, and so eventually the ills of, of that, that money cream create, creates, uh, the, the wealth gap between, 
uh, the, the poor and the rich is, is extremely wide, the highest it's been since the 20s, right? And ultimately, I do think you reverse back to some sort of sound money because with every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. You said that we've said that before, right? Uh, and we know that to be true. And money and monetary value is, I think, no different. Now, these things tend to play out over decades and decades. But if you think about it, what, we got off the gold standard in the closed gold window in the early 70s. And now we're in the early 2020s. So, well, 50 years, which is, in the grand scheme of things, not a ton, not a long time. Not that long of time. And we got here through very loose policy. Now, where does it end up? Well, I think it does end up in some sort of gold standard or maybe it's a Bitcoin. Uh, I think Bitcoin and or cryptocurrencies, I think the technology needs to go further. I think the idea, the ethos of it is going back to some sort of sound money. But in function, functional reality, can it function as sound money? Now, they talk about it being a base layer, uh, kind of like how gold would be the base layer for you know, a, a monetary system. And maybe that is how it, it, it ends up. Or maybe it's a gold-backed cryptocurrency of some kind. I don't know. I think it, it's, it's still, I think, many decades or at least many years till that plays out. But I do think there is a, a change of monetary guard. Now, does that necessarily mean that has to be doom? No, it doesn't. It could be an orderly transition, right? We transitioned off of the gold standard fairly orderly. There's no reason that you we can't imagine us orderly going back on the gold standard. Now, any change in how the world operates more broadly is going to come with some hiccups and some some turmoil in some way. But does it have to be doom and gloom where everybody, you know, all the electricity goes out throughout the world and we're, you know, fighting with sticks? No, it doesn't necessarily have to be that way and it very unlikely will be that way. But just know that a monetary transition is probably likely in the next 20, 30 years. And that's why I think everybody should have some sort of gold in their portfolio. And maybe gold's not the ultimate answer. Maybe it is a cryptocurrency. Maybe it's something else. But clearly, you can't just create value out of printing money forever. It does not work that way. History tells us that it does not work that way. So I hope that answered your question there. And if anyone has any follow-up, any other comments, don't hesitate to reach out or any other questions about, about anything money-related. And, you know, in today's, well, today's news or yesterday's news, I guess, uh, we can talk about anything. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. We have about 15 minutes left in the show, so get your call in right now. Now, let's transition, I guess... That's based, based on that call, uh, this is a good transition into what the Fed is now floating, which is the potential for capping yields as the next 
tool in their arsenal. And this just goes back to us being Japan. Uh, Japan did this back in 2016. They capped yields. And this, if the U.S., if the Federal Reserve did this, this would be the first time since uh, 1951. They, they capped yields from 42 to 51 on short-term bills and later on long-term bonds to help finance the war and spending, right, and the recovery from that. And the way they do that is they basically commit to buying unlimited number of securities at a certain price that would give that particular yield, whether that's 1%, 2%, in the case of Japan. Now, in the past three downturns, the Fed has cut by a total of five full percentage points, 500 basis points. Now, they recently cut 75 basis points and in that 1.5 to 1.75 range. But even if they went all the way to zero, that would only be about half in total of what they typically cut. So then it's, what's their next playbook? Now, they've already turned to QE in some way. And in a lot of ways, they're trying to do this. They're capping yields on short-term instruments because there's not enough dollars in the system to finance the deficits that we're running. Now, Vice Fed Vice Chair Richard Clarita made a public comment earlier this month. He said the law of diminishing returns is a very powerful force in economics, and so we have to be concerned that it may also apply to quantitative easing. So he's worried about just printing money and having not having an effect. But if you can cap yield, you can cap the cost of capital, the borrowing rate that banks need, corporations need. And the main goal of this is to simply keep money flowing through the system, right? We've, they've created a, an environment where we're addicted to low yields. Saw that late last year or late, I guess, 2018 when mortgage rates hit 5%. What happened in the housing market? It went into a tailspin until the Fed pivoted, lowered rates, got mortgage rates back down below 4%. And things kind of were hunky-dory again. So it does look like the Fed is willing to do anything. And they will do anything to kind of keep the economic cycle going. So I think they know that they can't let this thing turn down again. Problem is, what if there are unexpected events? What if this... Coronavirus spreads wider and lasts for a full year. What's, you know, new money can't cure a virus. So that's the biggest worry here is that some non-monetary event is going to upset the apple cart and they won't be able to do anything about it. So it's pretty interesting to see them come out and talk about this, but it shouldn't be a surprise, really, to anyone. I'm Justin Klein. You're listening to Invest Talk. 
and you're in good company. Our podcasts are downloaded on average about 450,000 times each month, and we have now passed that 20 million downloads mark. So, Stephen, I thank you. Be sure to tell your friends and family members about Invest Talk and our website, investtalk.com, where we have some resources for you or your friends or family to assist you in building a solid financial future. And of course, you can call our KPP Financial Offices in Irvine, California at 800-557-5461, and we will help you out, answer any question that you might have. We want to help. But for now, our phone lines are open at 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk. Justin Klein is here today, and Steve Peasley is on his way to New York City to meet with registered listeners who decided to take advantage of Steve's offer to receive a no-cost and no-obligation portfolio consultation. It's all about financial freedom. The conversation continues now, and your questions are welcome. Call Justin, 888-99-CHART. Hey, Steve and Justin. This is Will from Virginia. I just wanted to hear your thoughts about Twitter. I picked up a few hundred shares back um, in November when it was in the mid-29s, and now it has gone up roughly 15 to 17%. I was wondering if I should sell my shares now or hold on to it a little bit longer. So thank you. I love the show. Thank you guys very much. All right, he's looking at Twitter and you know Twitter is I think an indis- indispensable asset to the world today. I mean things break on Twitter faster than anything. I know going back to Kobe, I mean yesterday I uh, I was on Twitter and somebody's I, I scrolled through a screen, screenshot of uh, of the TMZ article and I was in disbelief immediately. Uh, I didn't think it was real. I thought it was fake. And I saw, you know, more people posting it. And I went to the TV, and the TV took five, ten minutes before I found any coverage of the event. Uh, and so, you know, things, if you want to find out what's happening in the world, don't be going to a TV. You're going to be 10, 15 minutes behind everybody else that's probably on Twitter tweeting it out or Instagram. And Twitter is a, a, a name that, $25 billion market cap, uh, but it's it was starting to get its footing, right? 2016, 17, it hit a low around $16 a share, and it rallied all the way into the mid-40s and kind of had a lower high here or middle of last year, you know, hit mid-40s in early 18, and that, that, like I said, double top, a little lower double top. Uh, middle of last year, and now we're at 32.78 at the close today. And the reason for it having this recent setback is because it was losing money for many years, and suddenly earnings accelerated in 2019 to $2.30 a share, by far the highest earnings of its history. But now earnings are expected to be $0.94 cents this year, which you know revenue is now growing 9% last quarter versus a year ago. It was growing in the mid-20s. Earnings are down 19% for the year. So this multiple is contracting again, and that's the biggest worry here. Uh, you need to have a very long-term perspective on Twitter. Uh, I think it's going to be around for a very, very long time and will be continue to be a backbone of our social media world. 
in many ways and uh, breaking news and following celebrities, etc. So uh, I, I do think because of that, it has great long-term value, but it's going to be very volatile in the interim. And I'd probably wait for an entry probably in the 20s. This is Invest Talk. I'm Justin Klein. We have one goal here is to help you achieve your own particular version of financial freedom. And we're going into our last segment. So if you're going to call, you need to do it right now. Get your questions in at 888-99-CHART. On the next Invest Talk, the 12 deadly sins to avoid when saving for retirement. To improve your investment results, eliminate serious financial transgressions. That story tomorrow. But now Justin Klein is here, ready with answers, and he's waiting for your questions. Call Justin, 888-99-CHART. Let's go to Shri in San Mateo, talking about 401k. Hi, Justin. How are you doing? Doing all right. What can I help you with? Uh, so I have a so I have a question regarding uh, 401k between Roth and IRA. Is this two mm-hmm. separate uh, so allocations, or are they both supposed to be combined together? Has to equal to nineteen five hundred, or they both separately uh, contribute nineteen five hundred to each one of their accounts? No, combined, combined, combined. Okay, so it's not uh, twenty five five hundred uh, together. No, uh, twenty five. You're saying? Yeah. Well, oh, you're talking about an IRA. Excuse me. Yes, you you should be able to do that. You're, there are some limits. Um, that's more. That's honestly more of a, a CPA question because everyone's uh, situation is a little bit different. But you should be able to. Uh, contribute to both a Roth 401k and a regular IRA. Is that what you're asking? Yes. So separately, 19500 or is it together? It has yeah. to be equal to 19500. Oh, my no, no. You can. You you should be able to contribute to the IRA separately. Yes. Okay. So so nine, Roth, so, yeah, so twenty five five. I guess it would be yeah. Yep. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for the the call. All right. Well, now that uh, I think we have all all of the questions out of the way, I'll just kind of close with what I I opened with. Um, You know, Kobe was a a unique athlete uh, and unique in a lot of ways, and especially his pivot to business. And in just a few short years, he he accomplished a lot. Um, You know, he... He launched uh, an investment fund and invested in companies like Epic Games, the the maker of Fortnite, LegalZoom, Cholula Hot Sauce, Dell, Alibaba. Um, he took a stake in Body Armor, which Coke bought out just a handful of years later, and he had a 3,200% return on that investment. So... He won an Oscar for Dear Basketball, which, you know, I, in honor of Kobe, I got up early today and got an early morning workout in. And uh, instructor, that was a class. She started off by playing Dear Basketball, and that was a uh, pretty. That was pretty rough. I, I definitely lost it over those uh, few minutes that that played. 
And it just goes to show you that you can touch people's lives in ways that you probably don't even realize just by putting in that extra effort, being curious. Uh, I think he talked about that a lot, you know, being curious. Why are the people that are successful, successful? What are they done? What, what do they live by? What rules do they live by? What lessons have they learned throughout their lives that allow them to be successful? And guess what? Those successful people that you run into or you might know in some way, I guarantee the vast majority of them are open to teaching. That want to impart their knowledge on how they succeeded. And sometimes those lessons are from a different field that you wouldn't even dabble in. Uh, my girlfriend is a good example of this. Um, she's a doctor. And one of the things she learns in, in med, she learned in med, med school, one of the sayings was, so what now what? Right? You're in an ER and someone comes in and uh, you know, you're working on them and it's one of the one of the nurses or whatever puts the wrong medication in or, you know, messes up in some way. Well, you can't sit there and dwell on it. You, you have to say, so no, so what now what? How do we fix it? How do we keep going? And in life, you come to those moments often. Unfortunately, this is one of them. It's going to be hard especially going to that game on Friday, but I encourage everyone to have that mom mentality and have a focus on reaching whatever goals you might have. I'm Justin Klein. This completes another Invest Talk program. I'll be here tomorrow. Steve will be in New York City. We will meet with listeners tomorrow and Wednesday for no-cost portfolio reviews. You can access our free Invest Talk podcast downloads at iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. And be sure to listen, rate, and review. Good night. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART. 888-99-CHART.